I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi family, welcome to Live Your Best Life with me Liz Wright. Thank you so much for giving us your precious time today. You are not going to be disappointed. My friend joining me, my dear friend joining me uh, for today's conversation, back by hugely popular demand, I must say, it's my dear friend, Justin Abraham. Justin, welcome. Welcome to today's show. It's so good that you've been able to join me. Thanks, Liz. It's great to see you again. Ooh, it's great and, to see um, you too. I'm about the topic. I think it's a big big topic on the timeline of history right now, which is life and life expansion. It really is, I don't know if you've noticed recently, it's in the news everywhere. People are wanting life. Life is logical. So I'm looking forward to this discussion with you and see where Holy Spirit leads us. Yeah, yeah. Just to give you guys a bit of a backstory, when Justin and I were talking, um, we've been talking about one of Justin's very favorite subjects in the whole world, life and immortality and it's one of mine too we both had um, sovereign encounters with Jesus separately about this subject where Jesus has just began to expand us in understanding infuse knowledge of, uh, of who we actually are so I wanted to dive in and um, you know for some it's it'll be a stretching conversation but it's all in the word of God. And so I just pray right now, grace on you, that you'll open your spirit wide and really listen to the nuggets that Jesus has got for you through our conversation today. Would you start by sharing with us some of what he's shown you? Because it's just completely life transforming this message, isn't it? Yeah. Again, you know, this is a message that we can't get through human thinking. Because our, our genetics and our history tell us that death's normal, aging's normal, and we've got it programmed into our DNA. So the Lord wants to undo what we think and restore what was lost. And what was lost was life. He came, John 10.10, 10, Satan comes to kill, steal, destroy. So they're all like the bad side of the story, kill, steal, destroy. I came that you might enjoy life and life in abundance. So we haven't quite understood the gospel. The hidden in the gospel are layers of truth. There are things in it that are true, and then there are things that are truer. You know, so like judgment is a truth. Mercy is a truth, and mercy triumphs over judgment. Now, there's a truth that he saved us, that we can go to heaven if we die. But a higher truth is that if you believe in me, you will not perish, which means you will not die. And Jesus even talks about this. And we can go into scripture, but I'll, I'll give you one example, right? It's in John 6. Are we okay just using the scripture, jumping in with the scripture? Oh, is that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it helps the family get on ramps into the truth, you know. Yeah. It's just okay. it's such a powerful so, perspective. Before I get into the scripture, let me say how this subject came to me. I was not thinking about this subject. It wasn't a subject I was engaging with. I was engaging with revival, miracles, healings, the gospel. We were preaching. We were going to the nations. And I was preparing for a conference, and the Lord spoke to me just out of the blue. He said, I tell you a mystery. Not all of you will die. And I was like, whoa, 
I tell you a mystery, not all of you will die. And it sounded familiar, so I obviously searched the scriptures and I found it was from Paul. And he said this, I tell you a mysterion. So the word mystery means this is something that's hidden that you can only get from engaging Yahweh, from Yeshua, Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's hidden in him. So Paul loved the word mystery. He uses it more than anyone else. It's the word mysterion or mystical. In other words, it's a secret from another realm. So he said, I tell you a mystery, we shall not all sleep or die, but we'll all be changed. So firstly, the good news is, Liz, we're all going to be changed, whether it's later on or now. But what Paul was saying, there's a possibility now of living in life. And that began me on a journey of looking at the concept of life. Jesus came that I might have life. So coming back to this verse, okay, this is a challenging verse. It's John 6, and it's Jesus speaking. He said, I am the bread of life, the living bread, which gives and sustains life. This is what we haven't understood, that he can sustain life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. Okay? So in other words, the supernatural can't sustain you. If you just live off the supernatural, you'll die. They had the manna in the desert and they died. So there's a place beyond the supernatural. And he carries on to explain it. This is the bread that comes out of heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. Do you believe it? I am the living bread that comes down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, believes in me, he will live forever. So Jesus said like a really challenging, he gave a really challenging mandate there. He was saying there's a possibility that of living beyond death. And throughout history, there have been people that have done this. And we know of some of them through scripture, like Enoch. It says, by faith, Enoch bypassed death. By faith, Enoch skipped death. Another person who did it was Elijah. But many church historians believe there were many others that also didn't see death. Now, the key is that we're living in the age of the unveiling of the mysteries. So every generation has a duty to take it further than the next. You know, to, to quote Bill Johnson, We will know our mind is renewed when the impossible looks logical. So the part of renewing our mind is when, hey, this looks like life. So if you think about this, we've been praying for 2,000 years, let it be on earth just like heaven. Well, in heaven, there's no death. So in other words, we're saying, Lord, bring the realm of life onto earth. Bring the realm of angels and everything else that's in heaven, healing and wholeness. But we're also saying, bring the realm that's without decay. Now, I think because God's answering this prayer, more and more companies like Google and tons of innovation platforms are all looking for the key to death. Now, I've been on a journey with this and where I'm at with it right now is I'm on an exploration of the logic of life. Because up until now, we've been way too familiar with death. We've allowed death. It says the law of the spirit of life in Jesus Christ has set us free from the law of sin and death and death. death. Now, for some reason, we don't preach that. When we, when we preach a gospel message, we say, Jesus can forget, save you from your sins. We don't say that he can save you from death as well, like Enoch or Elijah. And because of the way we speak, we create a reality. Now, the other mistake we've made that the Lord showed me, one of the questions I've asked is why don't we see more dead raisings? Dead raisins should be common because Jesus said, heal the leper, you know, give freely, raise the dead. It was like he just went, just do it. The reason death is so prevalent and we don't get a breakthrough is we've agreed with death. 
And in the courts of heaven, it stands as an accuser and says, but they've agreed with me. They've said, when I die, I'll go to heaven. When I die, I'll do this. When I die, rather than saying, Jesus came to destroy death. Now, I read a quote the other day by Randy Clark. He's got a new book about the cross. And this quote was, Jesus came to the cross to destroy death. That was the purpose of the cross, because the death, death is not the logic of heaven. It's not the logic of love. So we're in the era where we need to learn the science of life. How do we expand our lives? How do we renew our strength like a wild ox? Now, what I've magazines, I've read Time magazine, Bloomberg magazine. I've looked at Dr. Sinclair's research, and I'm even engaging some of that at the moment. I'm going to try some of the the, um, products, the molecules they're creating. And... um, what I found is, is that all over the world, the conversation's changing. And what happened was um, Google was on the cover of Time magazine, and Time magazine said this, Google um, wants to end death. You know, oh. so Google actually said, Google wants you to live forever. And what Google have done is they've set aside millions a year now on life expansion. The gospel of the kingdom and life and immortality. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead, Justin. I'm so excited. The thing is, I really believe we should follow Jesus, okay? So Jesus is our Messiah. Yes, you were. Jesus is our blueprint. Now, Jesus talked about this loads of times. Now, this is an interesting one. John 11, verse 25. I am the resurrection and the life. Now, I believe he's saying there's two ways of seeing me. You could see me as the one who will save you after death and resurrect you, or you can see me as the life who sustains you now. And we know this is, he's talking about two versions because he says this, he who believes in me, though he may die, so he's not too solid on death. He's saying he may die, right? Though he, he shall live. So the good news is every Christian has this hope. Death is just defeated. No one needs to be afraid of dying. There's no sting in death. But then he says this, but whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? What a weird thing Jesus said. So he said, there's one group of people that believe in him as the resurrection. And it says, though they may die, they will live. Then he says, there's another group who will live and believe. So he's added an extra word. The first group, they believe. The second group, they live and believe. And he says, and they will never die. Now, I think that's the quest we're on. How do we become people that literally live on Jesus, abide in Jesus, are regenerated by the Holy Spirit every day, whereas mercies are new every morning? So every morning we wake up into the renewal energy of the divine. Even at sleep, we get replenished and we start to feast on life because we know this has to happen, right? Because it says in Romans, all of creation's waiting for the revealing of the sons of God to free it from yeah. death and decay or corruption. In other words, there has to come a point where we are not just saved, we're life-giving spirits. And life is pouring out of us and it's affecting animals, it's affecting trees, it's affecting the oceans, and it's affecting the atmosphere of our homes and our DNA, our intellect, our creativity. And that is the next step, I believe, that God wants to take his body, his bride, is into the the, the dimension where we know him as the Lord and giver of life and that he quickens 
and the word quicken is in scripture, it means he revitalizes and renews your mortal body so that we become a bride without spot or wrinkle. So it's all in the scripture, you know, and spot or wrinkle can obviously mean moral morality, but I don't think it's just that. I think there's renewal. And, you know, I know, Liz, you are a person who's really experienced this because we've talked before, but you, you went through a long period of time. We've had, had hardly any illness at all. You know, yeah. how, did, how did that begin for you? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, think, I think it's absolutely um, from the encounters. I think as, you know, like you're talking about the oneness, the experience that I've had as, the, as his light, this, I'll, I'll, I'm going to jump into it, just sharing a little bit of an encounter that it's just been so strong in my spirit while you've been speaking. I'm like, God, you're giving me scripture and language for, for what I'm experiencing. So yeah, it's the, it's the encounters. It's as, as I'm more and more experiencing the divine oneness that we have the you know our spirits intermingled as one and i'm experiencing him face to face breath to breath you know in the experience of his presence i feel i'm feeling him now you know as soon as we get more sensitized to tuning into his to christ within us his his transformational presence just moves through us more and more doesn't it through our souls through our bodies and i've just become more i've become more and more consumed with the oneness with understanding the oneness with yieldedness to yeah. his indwelling presence which i know is transformational <laughs> but it has to be and 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 you know i'm i'm consumed again with the scripture from where is it um 1 john 4:17 i wrote it down because i'm just i'm living in this scripture all that Jesus now is. So are we in this world? I mean, it's just mind blowing that scripture, isn't it? But what the, the encounter I wanted to share, Justin, was when um, I've shared a little bit of this before, but I was taken into heaven and I was wrapped in the grave clothes that were representative by Jesus in heaven, but representative of the grave clothes that he wore when he was, you know, when he was wrapped into the grave. And, um, and as Jesus put them on me and then he pulled and I began to spin supernaturally quickly and I saw his life literally radiating through me and as I was spinning and, um, and I knew that I was standing there representative of all of us corporately. Uh, this, is, this is the time that we're in according to heaven's timeline. And then as the light shot through me, Jesus leant towards me and he said, I give you my song and he put it into my heart and he said this is the sound of my life and then he said it's the third day mm -hmm. and the infused knowledge that came into me is what you're talking about justin mm -hmm. what i began to understand was 1 john 14 set is it mm -hmm. 4 17 is what we're going to experience now that everything jesus is now as our resurrected king of glory is the nature that we carry it's who we are and also as Paul, the Lord's been bringing the apostle Paul and he's been putting his head onto mine, you know, and this, and ever since that has happened, it's like I've awakened by the grace of Jesus to another level of hunger and understanding that we've not understood the gospel. 
that what you're talking about now, this the, the gospel of life, of supernatural life, is what we're stepping into now, the power gospel, the transfigurational gospel, the abundant life gospel, you know? It's just, it's amazing. So I'm so thankful, Justin, that the Lord's been, <laughs> been gripping you with this for 10 years because I'm kind of, new, I'm a new kid on the block with this in this regard. <laughs> but I'm, I am consumed with it. There's nothing else that you said we're pressing in for it um and it's transformational isn't it the message it's amazing absolutely and you know this is what i've learned okay is that god's heart is much bigger than we've made it yeah. and he wants to do things that we have no eye has seen and no ear has heard. he wants to do greater works now one of the greater works i believe that jesus has reserved for us is regeneration of the body because he healed but you don't hear Jesus walking up to an 80-year-old and they're, they're 30 again, right? You don't see that. But this might shock people watching your program. But in history, this has happened. There have been people who've been renewed and carried so much life. I'll give you an example, and people may know this story. The Celtic saints, if they ever went to somebody's house and they knew the food was stolen, they would command life back into it. And even though it was cooked, the food would come back to life. And this was just a general rule. If they knew food was stolen, they would, they would pray for it to come back to life and give it back to the person that it belonged to. So, you know, this realm is really, really powerful. Um, it's raining at the moment in the building here. I don't know if you're picking that up on the feed, but hopefully it's not coming through. But um, so this is a key verse, okay? If you want the, a real meaty, meaty scripture for this, it's 2 Timothy 1.10. I'm going to read it to you now. This truth, so this is a truth, is now being unveiled by the revelation of the anointed Jesus, our life giver, who has dismantled death, obliterating all of its effects on our lives, and has manifested his immortal life in us by the gospel. Now I'm reading from the Passion Translation there, and I've read it in all the translations I can find, and it all means the same, that we now, it says this grace has appeared, through Jesus. So it's a grace. It's an energy. Now we know grace means divine influence. So there's a divine influence coming on us, this grace that says we'll dismantle all the effects of death. Now I've looked at this scripture. I've looked at every word in it. The word death is thanatos. And when it says obliterating all of its effects, it means this, katageo. It's the word katageo and it means this, to render unemployed. So death has been unemployed. It's been made inactive inoperative it's been deprived of force influence or power it's been caused to cease and you've been severed from it in other words we broke up with death now some people say to me okay what about the verse where it says it's appointed for all men to die paul answers that he says for all died in christ he says we all died in him We'll all live in him. That Jesus came and swallowed us all into death and we were planted in his tomb. And Romans is a powerful book for immortality. It says in Romans that though if we were planted into the garden of his death, we are now, now co-planted into the garden of his risen life. Now, an argument might be, okay, Paul knew about immortality and life. Why did he die? It's answered in his books. And this was something the Lord Jesus himself revealed to me. One day he said to me, Paul, Paul was immortal. 
And I was like, Paul wasn't immortal. Paul died. He said, look at it again. And I looked at it again. And until Paul gave up his spirit at the end and he debated whether he should go or not, no one could kill him. I'll give you an example. He was taken out of a city. They stoned him in a city, dragged his body out, it says, and his body was dumped and says the Christian stood by. Now the Lord sovereignly took me back to watch this event and I couldn't believe it. The whole city stoned Paul. His body was so mangled, they dragged him through the city, dumped his body and all the Christians stood, it said, and they didn't touch him because they didn't know how to touch him because he looked dreadful. And as I watched, his body was quickened and he stood up and the scriptures say Paul walked back into the city. Yeah. This is not even possible. He, he got stoned by a whole city, dragged out of the city, and he stands up and walks back in. And I saw what happened. He didn't even have a bruise on him. There was not a bruise. His whole face changed. His body changed. And he stood up. Another example of this is Paul, when he was shipwrecked, he gets shipwrecked and they're on the island of Malta. He's not even tired it says he's building a fire whilst they're all watching. So he's like almost superhuman. He's carrying branches. He's carrying twigs. He's not even tired from swimming in the, the, the storm. And it says a snake bit his hand. And he, he just threw it into the fire. And when the Maltese saw this, they thought, this guy's a god. The fruit of this was that he healed everybody on the island. It said the whole island got healed. Now, I believe that's a prototype of the true gospel. See, he understood it was by grace and love and union. He was the one who preached on grace. And he was the one who said so many wonderful things that the law of spirit of life has set me free in Jesus Christ, he said, free from the law of sin and death. So I believe Paul is a prototype. Now, Paul debates later on, should I die and be with Jesus? Because it's hard work. He said, I've been shipwrecked. I've been whipped. I've been stoned. I've been abused. I've been cold. I've been naked. And he's saying, shall I go back and be with Jesus? But he says, no, I've decided I'm going to stay a little bit longer for your sake. Now that I believe is the true realm we should walk in where death has no power of us. Even if we die, we die because we've chosen to elevate into that realm. And many of the Celtic saints had the power to remain on the earth. And another person who did obviously was Jesus. Jesus said, no one can take my life from me. So even Jesus said, bowed his head and gave up his spirit because he was incorruptible and immortal. He chose to die. So, Anyway, I know we're running out of time, but I believe the grace is coming. For hours, it's amazing. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, go on, go on, go on. No, absolutely. If people are thinking this is a strange doctrine, ask the Lord to reveal it, yeah. because we've all got free access to Yeshua. And this is what you'll yeah. see, is that the Lord is the life-giving spirit. He loves life. And he said, death is the enemy. Now, Isaiah saw our time. He said there was a day coming where if you die at 100, you will be called a child. So this on the and now this is the interesting thing, Liz. On the graphs with life expansion, we are going in a rapid expansion of life all over the earth. I've got the graphs on life expansion. Do you know throughout most of human history, the average lifespan, you know, was less than 40. It was way younger than 40, actually. And now it's going up to 80. And I've read magazines, I've read Time magazine, Bloomberg magazine, I've looked at Dr. Sinclair's research, and I, I'm even engaging some of that at the moment. I'm going to try some of the, the, the um, products, the molecules they're creating. And um, 
what I found is, is that all over the world, the conversation's changing. And what happened was um, Google was on the cover of Time magazine and Time magazine said this, Google um, wants to end death. You know, oh. so Google actually said Google wants you to live forever. And what Google have done is they've set aside millions a year now on life expansion. And you know what all these people are finding? Like Dr. David Sinclair, he's the foremost expert on longevity. And Google, they found that death is not a natural thing. It's actually 200 diseases that work together. And the, medical, the global medical community want to reclassify death as a disease. Because they said, we'll never cure it until we see it as a disease. And they said, we've accepted it. And what they found is this. If you take a cell and you put it in an environment where it's protected from contaminants, it's immortal. And I believe that's what Holy Spirit wants to do. Holy Spirit wants to be the environment where we live in him and move in him. And we're immune to the effects of decay. We're immune to the effects of solar radiation and all these other things. And we live off him and we move on him. I'll just say one other, one other thing. The Lord has given me the privilege to see through the timeline. And very recently I was taken through the timeline and I saw that he's going to heal the desolation of generations. This is a verse in Isaiah. It says, you'll be called repairer of the breach and heal the desolation of generations. The Lord showed me in heaven, so I give this a high degree of credibility. I was shown this when I was in an encounter with Enoch. I was shown that the word generations there means genetics, that he's, and he's going to pour out his spirit on flesh. He's going to pour out his spirit on flesh and quicken our mortal body because our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And he's going to re-educate the church to become life-giving. And as we do this, and as we untether from death and agreement with death, we are going to see more. This is a promise I heard. We are going to see more dead raisins than in the entire history of church. So the whole discussion is going to change and the whole logic is going to change. And even if they don't agree with us today, the people listening, you watch the media, you watch the science journals, you watch what people talk about. And the conversation that's going to really dominate is how do we eradicate Alzheimer's, dementia, cancer, and how do we expand lifespans? And at the moment, they think the possibility of babies being born today will live to 200 under natural changes like chemicals that they've discovered, like one chemical which is in your body called NAD+. It's in young people. It's very powerful in them. But as you get older, you stop making it. They found if they give that chemical to older animals, they actually regenerate back to young animals. And they've made mice and yeast cells basically double their lifespan just by taking a natural chemical. That's just one of hundreds of innovations that are going on right now all across the world, such as CRISPR, where they can edit your DNA and take the disease physically out of your DNA so you can't get asthma, you can't get dementia. So anyway, if that's all that's happening in the natural, which I believe is part of God's glory, because God's glory is his goodness, what will happen if a company of people say, Holy Spirit, I want to know you as the Lord and giver of life? Because that's what the Apostles' Creed says. It says, he's the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life. The thing is, Liz, we've just seen Holy Spirit as a person who anoints you with gifts. And because we've seen him like that, we've received gifts. But what if we change the conversation? What if we say this, that Paul said, the same spirit who brought to life 
Christ from the dead will in the same manner quicken your mortal body or, or revive your mortal body. So Paul said there's a possibility if you engage Holy Spirit as the giver of life, he will be that for you and he'll be the sustainer of life. So I know I've said a lot, but it's a big wow. subject. And I'm passionate about life because Jesus came to destroy death. And there shouldn't be any shame in this conversation. All I'm saying is, could we learn how to get younger, stronger, healthier? And it all comes down to John 10, 10 anyway. Satan comes to kill, steal, destroy. You know, think about how you get stolen from when your health goes. Think how your community gets destroyed when you can't walk or can't see or can't hear. Well, Jesus said Satan came to bring that. But I came, you might enjoy life and life in abundance. And the word abundance there is really interesting. The word life is Zoe, which is the life God has. But he doesn't just give you a new life, a kainos, new creation life. It says he gives you an abundant life. And the word abundance there is perisos. And that word means beyond all of your needs. So it's a life that's like a river exploding with so much life that you can't contain it. And I believe that what's going to happen to the church and the bride is we are going to become the place where it says out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. And everyone who touches that river and drinks that river will come alive. And that, that is the promise, I believe, that's been reserved for this generation at the end of an age and the beginning of a new age is that life begins to swallow death. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Justin, wow, I told yeah. you it's going to be an amazing conversation, family. Wow, I can feel people going, okay, but like we're all powerful, right? We can go and study the word for ourselves and listen, like Justin's encouraged us, you know, just talk to Jesus. Yeah. There are lots of people, and I know even the uh, prophet Bob Jones, who obviously is now in glory, I mean, even, even he had a revelation, didn't he, about one of the decades in the not too distant future, we would be, uh, we would be a generation that would not die. Maybe. Absolutely. On the timeline, he saw that this grace would start to come. And he pre when he preached in Bethel in you know, California before he died, he said, some of you here will not die. Yeah. So he saw yeah. it on the timeline. He said, by the 2040s, there were people really moving in this. He said, by the 2060s, the church was moving in it. Yeah. Now, I'm not stuck on timelines. I don't think we have to be. We can draw on them by faith and pull them back like Abraham. Mm -hmm. This is a great mystery. Yeah. Abraham's body got regenerated. But listen to this. In the passage where it talks about it in Romans, it says this promise was not just for him. People overlook that verse. It says this promise was not just for him. It's hidden in there. I believe this is it. There's an acceleration. Everything you're talking about, Justice, my, just in my spirit. It's like, wow. And there's so many encounters going through my spirit to share, but we, we're going to have to wrap up for today. We have to talk again. Oh, my goodness. Justin, thank you for sharing all that treasure of revelation, because I know this is a very holy conversation that you've been having with Jesus for a long time, you know, and, and so thank you for sharing. It's so powerful. And guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Day. and we just in finishing I just pray that you will experience this for yourself that you will experience over this this coming week Jesus as abundant life and him expanding knowledge within you where you will know him like never before you will see the scriptures with fresh eyes you will see that when he rose from the grave he defeated death and hell forever and now as we learn to abide in him like never before so will we <laughs> 
everything that he is now is who we are. It's the scripture, right? It's the word of God. So bless you all. Have an amazing week. So good to have you with us today. God bless.